0: This is Resist and Renew.
1: A UK-based podcast about social movements.
0: What we're fighting for, why, and how it all happens. The hosts of the show are...
1: Me, Kat.
0: Uh, Me, Sammy. And me, Ali. I'm recording this now, baby. Shit, it's a podcast. Hello again.
2: Uh, This is the Resist a New Podcast, and this is the time where we talk about facilitation tools, where we geek out and examine some of the things that groups might use to help things go a bit more smoothly. And this week we're talking about hand signals. Uh, Many people have probably come across these in meetings. It's just a way that you can non-verbally communicate to each other, and it can be really useful for the facilitator to get a sense of what's going on in the room, it can be used to get uh, who take turns of who's going to speak, and communicate other things like that. So, Sammy, do you want to kick us off with a, a story? Uh,
0: yeah, sure. So quick example of a scenario where hand signals have been really useful to me in the past is um, a situation on a um, protest um, that was at um, a arms company base in the middle of nowhere. Lots of different people coming together for like a coordinated day of action to shut down this space and stop vehicles getting in, stop vehicles getting out. Um, A lot of people who hadn't interacted before all doing... um, their own actions separately but trying to make sure they're all threaded together into a good plan and blockade. So what that meant was a lot of quite quick fire coordination with a lot of people that you've literally never met before in your life. Uh, you have no idea what their plans are, you don't really know what you're going to be trying to coordinate together but you may be trying to talk about how you can collaboratively and effectively block a road and things like that. Um, so having like a shared idea of hand signals and What I guess that kind of leads to is a shared idea of how like a conversation will be structured, which goes into the link, I guess, between hand signals and consensus, which we can maybe talk about, is um, really enabled and made a lot more possible making really quick decisions with strangers in a way where I think if you were just limited to talking, especially in in an environment where there's a lot of police around and you're trying to make a plan which is really contingent on the police not knowing what you're doing, um, having Being able to like form up in a little circle and do little signals and whatever to each other um, To indicate agreement and things like that Meant everything went a lot more smoothly than it could have done So that's a vote of love for hand signals Though worth noting in the prep chat for this Not entirely love for hand signals <laughs> So I guess <laughs> let's move on to uh, maybe what we see some of the limitations being
1: Yeah, so I guess I don't use hand signals very much Um, and I think one of the reasons is because I had a fairly negative experience when I first came across them, which was a lot of people using hand signals and not explaining to me what they were Um, and coming into a group where people were using lots of signals that I didn't understand felt quite excluding. Uh, It also felt a bit culty um, and I couldn't really engage because I didn't know what was happening Um, and then I was also kind of shouted at a little bit for not knowing what the right hand signal was for the right piece of the process Uh, and I think that can happen quite a lot of the expectation of knowing what to do not necessarily why uh, if it's explained at all and sometimes it's not explained at all Um, so that's kind of one lot of reasons why there are quite a lot of limitations in terms of is there time to explain what they are is there time to explain why they're being used Um, is there time for people to actually learn uh, and get involved in the hand signals if that's the way the group works. Um, but then I guess also if you're in a context of where hand signals are being used, um, there are also limitations around what people are doing with those hand signals. Um, and sometimes like negative hand signals are used um, where like strong disagreement um, is uh, used. Actually someone else explained that because I've not seen that happen. I'm just reading off the notes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could because I put that in as a thing. So like, I
0: guess it's worth noting that like, hand signals in a lot of um like grassroots political organizing contexts often have a strong link with um consensus decision making and and a lot of the hand signals that come from that are um hand signals that kind of link into specific aspects of a consensus decision making process i e indicating agreement with something um independent like which is the probably the most common one people just like twinkling their fingers waving their fingers. Um jazz transfers hands. great onto a podcast, Jazz Hands. Exactly. Sometimes people loads of people in the States say twinkle fingers and it just sounds so much more adorable than Jazz Hands. Um But I think and there's a like a kind of a lot of complexity that can go into that in terms of like loads of different hand signals for loads of different stuff, which kinda of links into the problem Kat was talking about in terms of cognitive load, I guess. Like there's just a lot to remember and to get to the point where people then have to put up big posters. I've seen, I uh, like protest camps before, big posters explaining what all the hand signals are, which I'd say, if you're using that many hand signals, maybe the process is too confusing. I don't know. Um, But I think that there's a thing which I've seen happen in spaces where things aren't really operating by, at least aren't operating by formal consensus, let's say, uh, though maybe people would describe what they're doing as consensus decision making, a conversation for another time, is that the there are there are hand signals that people will use which were kind of i i would guess intentionally never really included in the initial set of hand signals for example signals to indicate disagreement with something um because what that can mean is if somebody says something and people start like so well, one i've seen in a few spaces is people kind of like twinkling their fingers jazz handsing their fingers but with the hands pointing down um to be like no uh which is a very embracing thing to happen when you start talking and people just start disagreeing with you mid-chat Very, definitely throws you off maybe it's the kind of thing that can work fine in a group of people that already know each other quite well but in a more open space which is the, generally the context I've seen them used I think it's I think it's really jarring for the people that it's happening to um. so I think there's it's hand, hand signals being used for things which really you shouldn't be communicating non-verbally you should probably be if possible com- communicating verbally to people so not just saying I don't like what you're saying but at least trying to communicate why you don't like what they're saying to give them something to go off.
2: I definitely liked what you're saying Kat about the not knowing like what the hand signals are or like it feeling culty I definitely think like hand signals are fall into that like activist subculture thing of like you have to know it and If you don't know it, you're not in and it really, yeah, can be like a. um, Yeah, kind of like a policing thing of an unknown thing. Definitely true. Also heard mentioned quite a lot that it's quite a classist thing, like putting your hand up to speak. is very middle class and jarring if you're like more used to like a conversational style of speaking where people talk over each other rather than waiting politely. So I've definitely heard people say like, I don't want to use it for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes a lot of sense.
0: Big air quotes around waiting politely. <laughs> waiting politely. <laughs> um, you had a you had a story. I think Ali was yeah. it your story around?
2: Yeah. So the first time I came across hand signals, or one of the first times, was at my first anarchist book fair, which was in Cape Town, and my friend ran a workshop in the morning. Um, I can't remember what it was on, maybe like anti-oppression or something, and it was fine and interesting. Um, but at the end of it, this big guy, surfer-looking guy, uh, kind of stood up and said, like, oh, this was really bad, like, really poorly facilitated, I'm really not happy, and I've been to all these camps, like Occupy in the States, and if, like, we should be using all these hand signals, so anybody who wants to learn how to do a meeting properly come and meet me outside and i'll talk you through it and thankfully no one really went to meet um which is funny because he's being a bit of an idiot but what i think it kind of illustrates is this idea of like using all the hand signals all the time and yeah not really knowing why so i think i think that was like a interesting example
0: A real fetishizing of hand signals.
2: Yeah, when it was just a chat, Mm. so like, if any hand signal was required, it was just like, put your hand up to speak, Mm. and that was totally
0: fine. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, and I think in that like, what not why thing, the thing which I have seen happen a lot which again goes back to I guess where consensus comes from is this. I've seen a lot of meetings where people will present hand signals at the start in an open meeting context so they'll just basically say so if you want to do this do this if you want to do this do that if you want to do this do that if you want to express agreement twinkle your fingers raise your hands if you want to ask a technical point then make a T with your hands and blah 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 but they won't say why you'd do that they won't say what well, a technical point is or they'll mm-hmm. maybe give a, like the classic example of like, oh, I think a yeah. building's on fire, or whatever. <laughs> like, but I think it's often, and this isn't just a thing around hand signals, but things being presented in a way that doesn't really give you any more expl- explanation as to why you'd be doing the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not missing out the bit that's like, we do this so that you can signal agreement with people without having to just put your hand up and say like, I also agree. Cool, thanks. You know, like the the reason that they're beneficial is often not brought in.
1: Yeah, and I think that's when I've seen them be used most powerfully is when they come, they are brought in because the group needs something. Mm. Um, So we were in a a large group trying to work out a decision um, and it was just really helpful to know who in the room vaguely agreed with what was being proposed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the facilitator proposed, like, if you vaguely agree, maybe wave your hands so we have a sense of who in the room agrees. And it's like, oh, this is practically useful right now rather than a thing that we must do always um, and it came out of that need which I think just made it a lot easier for the group to engage with um, and Ali you had another one about language don't know if you want to share that
2: yeah like a good time I've seen it um, being used is like when there's been like international camps or even just in a space where everyone's first language is not English and sometimes people put, a, put their finger in that L symbol which mm. just lets people know that you're a loser. People are speaking. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means you're speaking too fast, or you're using language which is too jargony or too complicated, and not communicating well to everybody. So, asking people to think about their language and simplify it is really helpful.
0: So, I guess it's going like kind of maybe linking into the, some of those other conversations around like the ways in which they're productive is ways in which you can like, um express something that's either like a request for support or an agreement so like you're kind of expressing things that are more kind of like value positive or value neutral rather than things which are more value negative so like there's ones people use around like language slowing down is like a request that's quite often in those kind of spaces things for clarification and stuff like that which means that you can in the language some people use of facilitation like jump the stack for things that mean until your requirement is met around something being clarified, you won't be able to follow the conversation, you won't know what's been talked about. So like being able to make a quick signal to say like, could you just explain what that word means or can you just say where that place is, or whatever, will just really facilitate your ability to c- continue being part and like joining in with the
1: discussion. Great. So what are our top takeaways on hand signals?
0: Beef, beef, beef. <laughs>
2: Top takeaways, uh, knowing why you want to use them and being really clear on like what they're for and keeping it kind of simple Mm. and making sure that if you are using them, explain them in a way that isn't just like, this is a direct response, not, uh, Mm. but actually say like, if you want to just quickly clarify something or you want to like give a quick factual disagreement to that like or factual update then do this Mm. rather than getting all cliquey about it.
0: Mm. I'd have maybe quite a similar one which is around like being really clear on situations where you think they could be useful that are like relevant and useful for the people that you're explaining them to and I guess also that can involve an explanation of like when they're not useful like people misuse this to do this, people use this productively to do that. To help people like know where they're coming from
1: yeah absolutely and just one other thing i guess which is that often hand signals come in uh, around process and um, so they're often used in order to help the process of a conversation go in a certain way um, and I guess for me, there's also something around affirmation that can be really useful in in hand signals as well. So if you're in a group and maybe there are less confident people speaking, speaking into silence can be really intimidating. But actually, if you are being met with people waving their hands at you or smiling at you, um, mm. that can help a lot. Um, so there's also like relational stuff that can be really good about hand signals. It doesn't just have to be in the process box.
0: Mm few things better than the feeling of being in one of those big groups with loads of strangers and saying something and then you see people waving their hands and you're like, yes, I'm (laughs) accepted. (laughs) Right. Love it. Hand signals done. Hand signals. Woo. (laughs) Love it.
2: again for listening as always you can find us on all social media platforms and our website resistrenew.com thanks to klaus for letting us use this song Nef for our an intro and outro and see you next time